0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blue Screen News. At this point, it's pretty clear that Vladimir Putin has basically zero off-ramps on this war. There's almost no way for him to be able to make a decision with all these sanctions going on that's going to lead not to the Third World War. And I already think, truthfully, I think we have already are in the Third World War. I think we've been in it at least for a couple weeks now, at least since Russia invaded Ukraine. But... With U.S. imposing these oil bans, sanctions on Russia, on top of, you know, continuing continued uh, request from Baltimore and Zelensky to set up a no-fly zone, Putin's made it very clear, once that no-fly zone is set up, then whoever sets it up is going to have to bear the consequences of it, basically. If you look at a nuclear war, nuclear headcount, nuclear warhead, tally count, basically, and just say, how many how many nukes does the United States have? How many nukes does Russia have? What about the EU? Russia's got about 6,000 plus nukes. U.S. has got about 5,000 plus. And I think the third country might have like 300. So it's clearly a, clearly a two-way horse for who's got the most uh, nuclear weapons. And I don't know if U.S.'s nuclear weapons are more advanced than Russia's or if they're basically the same, but... We're both sitting... United States and Russia are both sitting on 5,000-plus nuclear warheads. You drop... I mean, think about it, even... You know, you drop one of those on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in the 60s. I'm certain... Or maybe it wasn't even the 60s. Maybe it was the 40s. I, I don't know exactly when we dropped those bombs, but the reality of it is... is, uh, It's only... our Warheads have only gotten more advanced. Nuclear uh, war strategies have only gotten more sophisticated. I mean... This is not... Look again. I think at any point in time, it'll it'll probably all pace itself out and kind of drag its feet and just kind of... It'll all happen on God's time, but the reality of it is once that no-fly zone is up, that is almost the... That's almost the waving of the checkered flag. That's almost... We're we're off to the races here, but until then, it's just sad. And... You see that Russia and Ukraine have come to certain ceasefire agreements or peace talks so they can let, you know, Ukrainian civilians evacuate. But it seems like every time they've set one of those up, Russia violates that. So you can't really trust the Russians. You can't really trust Putin to a certain extent. But what Joe Biden, or the sanctions Joe Biden has imposed have done nothing but accelerate the chances of war. You see, I don't know who it was, but some U.S ambassador was saying yesterday, we're doing We're doing all we can. We're doing, we're doing all we can to avoid World War three. We don't want any part of it. We're trying to avoid it at all costs. It's like, no, no, we aren't. No, we aren't. It's like, yeah. it's almost like Putin decided to jump out of an airplane. Putin decided to jump out of an airplane by attacking Ukraine. And he thought he had a parachute. And His parachute was oil. His parachute was a war chest of funds. But over the past, I mean, literally over the past two weeks, the Russian currency's fallen off a cliff. I mean, that's probably dead for, not going to come back. Uh, The oil sanctions are only going to make things worse. I mean, Russia is one of the main exporters of oil. And the U.S. is cutting Russia off from our oil supply, which is going to raise our gas prices. But the other thing to be taking into consideration is when is the EU going to follow suit? When's the rest of NATO going to follow suit? Because keep in mind, NATO is the main reason why the United States is even really in this hole. Uh, about the whole situation in the first place. I mean, you have basically... If a NATO country gets attacked, it is the responsibility of all other NATO countries to try and defend that one country. So, <clears throat> a lot of, lot of smaller NATO countries. Ukraine is one of the bigger European countries that is not in NATO. But you, you once one of those NATO countries it gets... It's basically... Once one of those NATO countries gets attacked, the United States gets brought into war that way. Or we set up a no-fly zone and Putin just flat out declares war on us. But the reality is, what, what is Putin going to possibly do? Call all his troops, take them back to Russia, give up on the invasion of Ukraine, have lost all those soldiers for basically nothing, have, you know, spent so much money on military uh, equipment and uh, execution. I mean... You, you, you are not going to just back up. Even even if you didn't have any sanctions at all, Putin wouldn't be backing up. But now that we're kind of boxing the guy into a corner, we're boxing a guy that has 6,000 plus nuclear warheads. We're boxing him basically into a corner and kind of trying to dictate things to him. And again, you you have to try and dictate things to that guy, but the reality of it is this World War three. we might already be in it. If we're not already in it, I can almost guarantee... By the end of March, we're knees deep in it. I'm talking, I'm talking, i <clears throat> You gotta always, always gotta just keep in mind a few other things as well. China wants to attack Taiwan. Taiwan, uh, it's like, Taiwan thinks the United States is gonna be able to defend them? Okay. Uh, probably not. Not gonna be able to defend Taiwan, not gonna be able to defend Ukraine. If you look at a map and look in the Middle East, there's a country called Qatar. And Qatar is supposed to be holding the 2022 World Cup. Qatar is basically just a small little piece off of Saudi Arabia. So again, I don't know how things are going to go. I don't even think I've heard any rumors about Saudi Arabia attacking Qatar. But really, I mean, once China once China attacks Taiwan, once Russia advances further in Ukraine, there's, almost, there's already a million, I think I was reading, 1.5 million People displaced because they're essentially had to pack all their stuff and move away from Russia or move away from Ukraine. And then I'm reading something like, I don't even know the death toll, but the death toll is in, I think at least, I think it's in the tens, tens of thousands at this point. I don't think it's 20,000, but I think it's in the tens of thousands at this point, And it's not going to get any better. United States doesn't really have any enemies. Oh, well, we have enemies. Let me just even go ahead and backtrack that whole statement. The United States certainly has enemies. We also don't really have any allies. Who, who, who are our allies? The people in NATO? I'm like, the people in NATO, what is their allegiance to? The European Union? I'm like, most of these guys that are in NATO are also in the European Union. So it's like, European Union can just easily, uh, not uh, basically easily chop America off. I'm also sitting here. Ah! there's almost no difference between the EU and NATO, besides for America, and yeah, there's some countries added in here, some countries, Britain, Britain, Great Britain, England, I mean, that's another one that's in there, but it's like, the mainland of Europe is pretty well united with the EU, with the currency, the euro, and all these other places are the ones that are having to kind of try and figure things out from where we go, I mean... United States is going to probably have to get into these wars. That's going to, I, you know, I don't, I haven't really experienced the gap. The, uh, every, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm able to get the food I need. I'm always able to pay for it. I, I don't, uh, I mean, I mean I, the gas, I know gas is at literally its all time highest price. And everything really hasn't affected me much, but I'm sitting over here. These guys that have to drive. Let's just say you have to drive an hour to work and an hour back home for someone so you have to drive two hours around trip every day it's like that that dollar increase in gas is going to slowly start eating away at basically everything and the thing is it's not going to just be a dollar increase in gas i mean you think about who the united states even gets most of our oil from and it's a lot of countries that are not Look, we have some pipelines in Canada, we have some pipelines in Mexico, we have some pipelines flat out in the United States, but we also don't frack in the United States anymore. And most of our oil is exported or imported to the America, exported by other countries to the Americas. I mean So if we uh, Again, Russia has a massive supply of oil. And we're essentially saying we're not gonna use that oil anymore. So where are we gonna get oil from? Saudi Arabia? Are we gonna are we gonna work with prince, soon-to-be king Muhammad bin Salim to try and get oil at a decent deal. I'm sitting here. He he probably doesn't, and most of the Middle East thinks that America is this just totally sinful land, and I'm not even going to disagree with that. I would say that if you compared the amount of sin sin on a day-to-day basis in America and compared it to a Middle Eastern country, and again, I'm Christian. I think Muhammad's a false prophet. I have no respect for the guy, but I he defined haram and these people that are muslim they respect haram and look i don't i don't believe in allah i don't believe in anything prophet muhammad said i don't i don't put any real value behind it certainly not compared to the words christ spoke um but again americans you 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 watch it you watch a movie and you might see sex scenes you might see all these all all the things you might be possibly thinking about and that's in our movies and that's in our media and you would go over to somewhere in the Middle East. I haven't been to the Middle East, so I don't even know. Again, I know enough. <laughs> I know that America's out here showing ah, all, all, all the things God condemns, basically. And we're trying to make money off of it. And it definitely has stirred up a lot of hostility with more religious nations. They think that what we do is essentially an abomination. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically it, guys. We are we're certainly in... We're about to be in World War III. If we're looking at hot spots where this is going to definitely pick up at, Russia, Ukraine, obviously, China, Taiwan, borderline, obviously. But then the kind of sneak one you got to be thinking about is the Saudi Arabia, Qatar situation. And again, I don't even know if any news is even kind of talking about this, but Qatar is supposed to host the World Cup 2022. And I'm just sitting here. I don't know if it's going to even, I don't even know if Qatar is going to be on the map by 2022 i don't know I, again i think we're about to get into a total nuclear apocalyptic war here i don't care somebody drop a bomb on me right now send me to heaven i literally don't care at all so I, it doesn't matter to me at all so it will be what it will be I, my job as a christian just to try and provide the most accurate useful information to people as possible if i scare them into wanting to read the bible into wanting to accept christ then even better for it. But the reality of it is God says in the Bible, maybe it's Jesus. I don't know which one of the, they're one and the same, but I I don't know who exactly says it, but something along the lines of, oh, it's definitely Christ that said it. Christ definitely says whoever sprinkles the seed is just as valuable as the one that essentially plants the seed. So it basically means as long as you're peppering the word of Christ out there, somebody might, uh, you're going to get rewards in heaven for it. So you just got to pepper the word of Christ out there try and get more people in heaven try and hashtag make heaven more crowded and the rest of it's quite literally in god's hands if god wants somebody to accept him he'll have it happen if not he won't have it happen but at least you did your part so thanks guys um, looking forward to the next episode